Good morning and welcome to The Morning Fix. I'm Julie Dye and I'm here with my co-host Amy Shepard. We are thrilled today to welcome Dr. Austin Chang to the show. He is the Chief Medical Officer at Medtronic Gastrointestinal Group. And he had a very interesting start on social media that we'd love to talk about today. And yeah, why don't you start there? Tell us a little bit about, you know, you've gained some celebrity on TikTok and across other social media platforms. And we'd love to hear how that journey got started. Absolutely. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. Um, it, it's been quite a journey over the past decade or so. I mean, I've always been a lover of social media, having kind of been born in the generation when social media was first introduced and Facebook coming out my freshman year in college when I was sort of the target demographic um, at the time. And since then, you know, when I was going through my medical training process, I was noticing patients who were coming into the hospital, uh, basically kind of landing in the hospital because of decisions that they have made had made based on what they were learning through media and the news. And that's really what um, led me to trying to learn about how medical information reaches the public. And I spent some time at ABC News. And at the time, they were hosting weekly Twitter chats about various health topics. And that's when I really started taking social media seriously as a potential vehicle to um, discuss health-related uh, information. And so I started putting myself out there. And one by one over the years, I um, a- adopted various different platforms from Twitter to Instagram and you know YouTube and TikTok, and, um, and then started kind of doing social media related research on the academic side and started supporting um, our professional societies in gastroenterology with uh, their social media efforts. And, and then ultimately also founded a nonprofit called the Association for Healthcare Social Media, where we um, aim to help health professionals with learning how to use social media more effectively and responsibly, because that was obviously something that we um, thought was important given you know, a lot of the medical misinformation out there and trying to combat that, but also, um, you know, all the pitfalls that, you know, many of us, my co- medical colleagues and I who are on social media had to learn through trial and error. And and that's really how it all came to be. Um, and, you know, definitely didn't expect social media to kind of explode the way it has. But, um, but you know, I think many of us were early adopters and believed in its reach. And it all kind of took a pandemic to really um, show all of us that, you know, social media can truly have an impact on public opinion and public health. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, And I'd love to know a little bit more about the nonprofit and the types of activities that you do for other healthcare professionals and how you help them um, with their own social media presences. Yeah, originally, I have not been leading the organization for the past year. But previously, you know, we had partnered with some of the social media platforms themselves and offered certain um, courses and learnings. Um, So for instance, with uh, LinkedIn, we had LinkedIn leadership kind of talk about how best to use their platform. We had YouTube um, uh, launch an entire course series on uh, how to use not only their platform and, and the analytics that are available on their platform, but also, you know, how to set up a home studio and how to pay attention to, uh, you know, audio and, and video quality and things that maybe, you know, creators 
on social media um, don't have as much, especially coming from the medical field, don't have much experience with. And we also uh, partnered with Cochrane Collaborations to fund mini grants um, uh, related to healthcare social media research as well. Um, and so it was kind of really trying to view this whole space as a legitimate kind of uh, field of study within medicine. This is so fascinating to me because this is sort of the next phase within the the medical device industry. How do we come to terms with social media and how do we use it to our our benefit? And to that to that extent, I would be curious, Dr. Chang, did you ever receive any pushback on using your social media to reach patients? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't say pushback as much as, you know, some cautious, you know, hesitation, both from the hospital side of things, uh, when I was just getting started. And, and I think that that was, you know, over, over time, I was able to develop a track record. So when it came time for me to, um, you know, join Medtronic, I think that there was, uh, you know, people can clearly see what my presence is all about and, you know, how I approach social media. So I think I, I also have to thank Medtronic for receiving this with open arms and, and, you know, observing uh, as well and, and making sure that I was doing things right. And, um, and, and it's something that I've always been very attentive to. So it sounds like, uh, you know, the general med, uh, med device space is becoming more comfortable with using social media to reach segmented audiences and to share messages. I think so, maybe to a certain extent. I mean, I, I, I feel like just from my perspective and not maybe not necessarily from like the folks, uh, my colleagues at Medtronic, I, I think that, you know, the way I view it is that social media is just another extension of how we communicate these days. It simply cannot be ignored. And, um, and so we kind of have to learn how to work within this space. And a lot of it is a gray area. You know, there's still, um, regulations that have to be developed and, um, and figure out how best to, you know, still allow for, uh, freedom of speech and not overly censor. Um, and this is something that I'm sure all of the social media platforms themselves are grappling with. For sure. And, you know, it, it feels like we've come a really long way in a short amount of time. And as you said, the pandemic, you know, perhaps even helped accelerate the use of social media to get out, you know, health, health related information. Um, but I remember working for a large medical device company, not Medtronic, but I won't mention the name. Um, this was about 12 years ago and I wasn't allowed to have Twitter installed on my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I was a PR professional and needed to be watching what was going on. So it's just, it is really good to see that we've come really far from that point. But we'd love to also hear more about, you know, what your day-to-day job is like. And you said that, you know, the company's been very supportive, um, you know, of you. And do you think that perhaps your social media presence actually helped you in getting the role as of chief medical officer yeah, I think um, possibly. I mean, so currently to talk about my responsibilities at, at Medtronic, you know, um, the short answer is a little bit of everything, but I do directly oversee medical education and clinical training for our sales team, as well as uh, key opinion leader engagement and society partnerships. And, you know, I am also involved with um, in conversations 
uh, about business development and, you know, clinical trials and um, pretty much, you know, every function of, of the business I'm involved with. Um, and, you know, really what I'm there to represent is the customer as well as the patient. Um, and, you know, to the point of social media, I think that what we're also realizing globally is that patients are on social media, you know, they're seeking health information from social media. So I, I feel like it's, um, you know, an obligation for, um, for us as a medical service provider to um, be there as well, um, to be connected with patients in that way. So I, I think, um, yeah, I, there was probably an element of my social media presence that played into uh, the decision to bring me on. And um, I, I think that it's more the fact that I think there are a lot of different ways to approach social media. And mine was always through the lens of education and um, and really trying to promote accurate health information. And I think that without that focus, maybe just simply a social media presence alone wouldn't have um, been maybe favored as um, something that was seen as positive <laughs> with uh, with my hire. Um, but I also think that it's the fact that I was able to, you know, uh, take something that was unpopular a decade ago within my field and transform it into something that, you know, among our, uh, our field, the gastroenterology, all the GI professionals are using, you know, uh, uh, most of them, I would say, are on one social media platform or another. Um, and, and really making it mainstream. So I think that there's that sense of, you know, innovation behind my social media presence that, um, spoke to kind of what type of a, a vision I have. Um, and also kind of the ability to juggle the social media piece with still focusing on my core, um, you know, expertise, area of expertise and making sure that really I didn't lose sight of, that clinical um, expertise that I had to develop. That makes sense. And thank you for that that backdrop, Dr. Chang, and that background. It's interesting, you know, to see how the uh, the medical field embraced social media. And I remember years ago, to Julie's point, we we weren't allowed to go, uh, you know, to go on our our Facebook accounts and Twitter, and it was very very mm. restricted. There was a lot of concern about off-label and misinformation. Um, and so it's interesting to see how far industry has become with with your help and with the work that you've done, because as you said, social media is here to stay. And along those lines, what do you see as the future for social media in the med tech field? Um, I think that, you know, just like the rest of healthcare, you know, we have to learn how to adapt to... Um, to the social media uh, offerings out there, I think that it's it's difficult to answer that question because social media evolves so rapidly, right? Like every year, there's a new social media app that is um, uh, the app of the moment, and and we have to adapt to that because if that's where people are flocking to for health information, for instance, then it's something that we need to pay attention to and make sure that we are present to be able to help people obtain the most accurate information and not let misinformation kind of um, take over. And so I think that there's a critical mass, at least from the physician side of things, to um, to really follow where that um, movement is. 
I think the next step is for all of us in the medical device world and, you know, other, um, other kind of counterparts within the healthcare ecosystem to also be present. If you were a physician hesitating a bit to get on social media, what one or two tips might you have for them to get started or things to watch out for um, as they think about their social media presence? Yeah, I would definitely um, advise my colleagues to really put themselves in the shoes of patients and their loved ones, because ultimately, you know, we want to make sure that their identities are protected, that their privacy is protected, that we are respectful of that relationship. Um, you know, I think that that's a really baseline expectation. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, I think it's easy, especially now that there are people out there with big followings on social media to, um, to really com- compare yourselves to, to those. And, you know, I'm not immune to that either. And I feel like, especially across multiple different platforms, it's something that I, it looks like it may have been created overnight, but it's something that really for me has been 10 years in the making. So I would suggest to anyone just getting in that, um, you know, to start slow, start with one platform, take your time to observe what others are doing, maybe even identify somebody that you'd like to emulate and, um, and really ground yourself in the purpose, purpose of what you're on social media for. And everyone has a different, uh, you know, purpose of being on social media, whether it's to educate, to market their practice, to network, whatever it might be, just um, making sure that that is not forgotten, because um, sometimes it's easy to get lost and frustrated if you're not um, reaching the, the people that you're intending to reach. Yep, yep. Those are, those are great tips, great tips for sure. Well, we have one final question. Um, since you are here on The Morning Fix, Dr. Chang, we would love to know what you do for your morning fix. Oh, my morning fix. Well, <laughs> uh, no morning goes by without coffee. Uh, I definitely am, um, you know, very reliant on coffee these days. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't consider myself a, a morning person per se, but, um, but I think that, you know, listening to a podcast or two, like 510K Cafe might be on my morning fix uh, moving forward. And, you know, again, kind of to continue on the theme of social media, um, as as much as it's probably not advised, I definitely jump on social media early in the day as well, um, just to, you know, keep track of things and make sure I'm not missing out. Um, since I definitely suffer from a, a strong case of you know, fear of missing out as well. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for that. And we love the plug um, of you uh, putting the morning fix on your morning. (laughs) Thank you for that. And definitely. Well, and thank you again for being here today. It was great to chat with you and love, you know, love your videos and love the work that you've done and help, you know, the work that you've done to help push social media forward in the medical device sector. So thanks again. And thanks for having me to all of our listeners. Thank you. And we hope you'll be back for more episodes of the morning fix by 510k cafe.